method of business would persist until the formation of the National Wrestling Alliance in 1948. NWA as a central governing body, with its singular, undisputed world champion, would be absolute, and undeniable. This control, combined with the expansion of the interstate highway system, and the inevitable popularity and availability of regional television, would usher in an era of wrestling that was defined by what would come to be known as the territory system. The territory system would dominate wrestling for nearly four decades while the borders, authority, popularity, and obedience of individual NWA territories was in a near constant state of flux, to this day the impact and influence of these territories is still felt. Each territory had its own signature promoter and star. While it is impossible to cram these characteristics into a static, concrete map, we are damn sure going to try anyway. So open up your eyes. Welcome back to another edition of This Week in Pro Wrestling, where we got the new game show look. We had a successful week one. Uh, before we start, I want to say, uh, if anyone doesn't know it out there, Rip uh, Dick Butkus, American icon, um, one of the most incredible football players to ever step on the field. But we want to keep it positive. I want to introduce the cast, the same cast of four. First, I'm going to open up with the champion, the player, Benny Scala. Benny. And folks, don't <laughs> don't adjust your monitor. This really is my shirt. Oh, man. Love Look it, man. And the second place or the runner-up was Mr. Boston, Mr. Phil DeCessere. Phil, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Doing great. Look Good at the guns, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Benny did if I wanted to do it. <laughs> I'm your guns, Phil Senior guns. <laughs> we got the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow, who's still trying to work through some tech, but it's okay. Jimmy, how are you? I'm fine, yeah, except I good. can't hear anybody except for you. Boy, oh boy, this is going very smoothly so far, huh, pal? Well, hang oh, in there. Jimmy. It's only week two. And the dead last, the loser, the bum. <laughs> The walking New York Jet, Ooh. who fell in last place last week by a record total of points. ESO, Bruce, how are you? The world record. Man, <laughs> what's going on, guys? Benny, I'm coming for you today. We may be partnering on. on this week in pro wrestling history, but today, you're going down. All right, All right guys, are you ready to dethrone the player? Oh, yeah. Okay. <sighs> Remember, 
Do not start answering until the clock is running. Question one. WWE legend Edge joins rival AEW in shocking debut just 24 hours after his contract expired. The rated art uh, superstar is now going by the real name Adam Copeland as joined AEW. He went on Wrestle Dream and saved Sting from his friend Christian Cage. The question I have to you guys. What does this mean for AEW and what does this mean to the WWE? Opening it up. The champion. The player. Benny Scala, <laughs> you are on in. I'm waiting for your clock. You're on. Go. Yeah, I mean, what does it mean? I, to WWE, I don't think it really means much of anything. I mean, yeah, he came back from his broken neck, and he's he's had a few good years, and he's worked some good programs. But, I mean, let's face it, the guy's 50 years old. There's a lot of up-and-coming stars that need that time. Uh, in the ring and on TV. And I think him stepping aside is actually going to be a good thing for all of them. And um, now as far as AEW, kind of depends. Now I look at this as, you know, it's like you worked at a company like IBM for 30 years and then you retire and you start working and or you join a frat house and you have to make that transition from, you know, the structured corporate environment to that frat house and I think it'll be a good thing for their frat house if, and it's a big if though, if they value because we, you know, let's face it, AEW, some of the talent there has had a track record. Adam Page, uh, especially, of not giving these these great legends their due. I mean, and Edge. I mean, geez, the guy's done everything um, by not listening. Uh, hopefully, and I want to try to be positive. Maybe. They will. They'll tap into his knowledge and his expertise. And, I mean, the guy has – he still brings a lot to the table, still in incredible shape. And I, I think if they they use him properly, it'll be a great thing for AEW. All right, Benny, good job. Good job. Next up, the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. We're going to call him Mr. Technical like RVD. Jimmy, you're on the clock. Go. Yeah. All right. Keep in mind, Mike, I can only hear you. I know I'm chewing up part of my answer, but that's the way it goes. Um, what does this mean for AEW? Get an edge. Whoopee, it's another grab. I mean, it's not bad for AEW. That's fine. Uh, what does it mean to WWE? Probably not too much. I'm starting to wonder with all of these legends who seem to take off and go from uh, the big pond to the wannabe big pond. I'm starting to wonder whether or not WWE even cares anyway. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's personal anymore. This one doesn't feel personal. It's almost like, yeah, I guess we got nothing left for you to do, Edge. Yep. You want to go tail off into the sunset with your friend? Go ahead. You know, I, I, I don't really think that it's uh, any any ground-shaking shit. And uh, most importantly, this is great for Bruce, because now Bruce doesn't have to listen to uh, Edge anymore on WWE programming. So maybe Bruce was behind this. I'm not sure. Bruce, are you laughing? I can't tell. I can't hear you. Anyway. Absolutely. Uh, it's just another day at the office. This is just one more change. Do I think it's going to make it a huge impact either way? Nope. Not at all. Not really. And uh, Edge had run his course. WWE has got a lot of up-and-coming guys. What do they need Edge around for? It is what it is. It's kind of funny, though. It feels like two blinks ago that Edge just got here, and Mike and I were talking about 
fans crying and oh my god it's edge i haven't seen him in so many years boy that it almost feels kind of anticlimactic one of these days we'll have a topic was edge's return even you know what it was supposed to be doesn't good job jimmy good job well done sir up next mr last place bruce from eso all right all right so um who's this adam copeland guy that came out there well, it's no secret that I am not an Edge fan, and I haven't been since the days of the Edge and Christian five-second pose. When they were together, they were great. After that, I don't think Edge was the needle mover a lot of people give him credit for. Well, his his angle with Matt Hardy and back in the early 2000s was one of the reasons I, I kind of turned off WWF. But uh, one of the things he just said was that he didn't need the WWE. He wanted to end the WWE character, and that was one of the reasons. He, he, that character was dead, and he wants to reinvent himself and do something new. Well, if that was dead, why did he bring the rated R super, superstar and keep his his music? It doesn't make much sense. Um, you know, one of the reasons I, I didn't like him is he really seeks he seeks that limelight. He seeks that pop. He came back in one one year. He came back like five times. It, he seeks that attention. You know, in his country, he is. He's a tremendous draw in his own country. That's why the WWF or WWE ended his run in his own country. You know, I, I, I'm a little – I think he should have put some more people over on his way out of WWE, but that, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. Um, you know, he's, he's below what the WWE needs at this time, but he's way better than 90% of what AEW has. You know, he's – or better than what 90% of the AEW roster is drawing. Um, not really surprised he signed with AEW. They're trying to collect all this talent from the early 90, early 2000s WWF, you know, 20 years later. Um, this That's it, Bruce. Cage. All right. Bruce, considering how much you hate Edge, got a little struggle out of you today. What happened there, bud? Well, I could have kept going. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil, you got a you got a wide open cave here. Number four, plenty of room, plenty of points. What does Edge to AEW mean to pro wrestling? You know, I think it means a lot to pro wrestling, certainly to AEW, to have someone of his experience coming in and and to kind of serve as a as a learning tree for some of these uh, athletes who have very similar styles to Edge. You know. Got a lot of possibilities in terms of booking. Um, one thing he can kind of ease into a more of a full-time schedule, such as it is in AEW, and it's a reduced schedule, I think, compared to WWE, which will uh, give him some longevity. But um, I, I, I think that uh, he'll be able to actually work in some tag teams, too. There are more opportunities and work with people he knows. Um, I know we mentioned uh, Matt Hardy. There's always that dynamic there. In fact, the Hardys are still there as far as I know. And uh, I think eventually we'd all love to see Edge and Christian against the Hardys again. But uh, having tag teams and having uh, a strong Canadian presence there is very important too. I think there's he can go in limitless directions there. Um, yeah, I think he did his time in WWE. I don't think there was much left for him at the time and, and with the current cast of characters. And, you know, maybe WWE is looking at the neck issue, maybe thinking, you know, this he could be a liability potentially. And uh, they certainly don't want to uh, sign him to a long-term contract, and that's understandable too. But I think he's going to flourish in AEW. I think he's going to give um, some new blood there. I think we're going to see Christian and and uh, he reunite again, certainly. Um I, I think the fans are into him big time. I think it's kind of cool to hear his name, and for the first time ever, the fans were chanting Adam, which is kind of a unique thing too. Well done, Phil. Well done. To... well done, Phil. Thank you. 
Good points on the neck. Ooh. Good points on the tag team. The one thing I will say, him coming to AEW opens up their tag team wrestling. There's so many, I guess, for the wrestling fan, dream matches. All right, question two, guys. WrestleMania main event. The WWE is now opening up a whole bunch of different options, right? At the, right after WrestleMania this year, we were Cody's going to finish the story. But a few things have happened. So here's the question to you guys. There's three possible main events for WrestleMania. Roman vs. The Rock, Roman vs. LA Knight, and Roman vs. Cody Rhodes. Please choose what WrestleMania main event you want to see and sell me on why that should be the WrestleMania main event. Opening up this question, the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Shinko. You're on, Jimmy. All right. Well, I think it's pretty obvious what I'm going to pick. I'm, I'm going with now, look. I can already hear the, the you know, the wrestling purists flipping out. Cody should finish the story. Okay, in principle, I agree. Cody should finish the story. But you cannot, as a, as a company, and you cannot think that the most sexy match is obviously The Rock and, Ro and uh, Roman Reigns. I want it. I want to see The Rock again. Do I Do I admit The Rock is starting to look closer and closer to the wrestling version of Captain Picard? Yeah, okay, fine, yeah. <laughs> I think we're getting ready to beam The Rock out pretty soon. Um, but uh, I still feel like, you know, that's the match. I think everybody wants to see it. It's the sexy match. It's going to make a billion dollars, sponsorships, and new fans too. You know, sometimes it's funny, wrestling purists don't think about new fans. Sure, I understand what makes wrestling great. Wrestling's a sport first. It is to most of us, you know, not all of us, but a lot of us from the old days. But, uh, you know, it's changed. And what about new fans? I mean, the Rock, the Rock is the biggest name in Hollywood, pretty much. This will bring in a whole sea of new people, I'm sure, just out of curiosity. I mean, don't we want that or we just want to keep it for ourselves? If we do want to keep it for ourselves, then it reminds me of a guy in Queens. Anyway, no. That's it. To me, it's The Rock and Roman Reigns. I know it's the Vince McMahon thing, but since when did Andre Hogan, Warrior Hogan, Well done, Jimmy. Warrior. Nice round. Good case right. for the Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Up next, ESO. Which main event do we want to see? You're on the clock. All right. Well, I have to agree with Farrow. I don't think there's a, any other choice in that, and, and that is going with The Rock and Roman. The Rock is bigger than he has ever been, both phys physically and you know, as far as his superstardom. The guy is everywhere. He is he prints money just by walking down the street. It's unbelievable. Um, he's a he's a mega 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 crossover star that would bring in fans that had ne would never have even thought of watching wrestling over to watch it. Um, the sponsorship, it would be sponsorship galore. Everybody would be throwing money at Endeavor just to get their name in, in that, in that arena for that day, for that, for that. Could you imagine they're going to, they would do, they would do movies just based on that, that event alone. They'd be movies. There'd be documentaries. Um, let's face it. Cody's going to have his day at one point. Cody's day in the sun is coming. Um, I do not think it's, it's right now, but it, it's going to, it's going to be in the future. He's a young dude. His, uh, you know, what is he? He's, he's 38. So 
Roman didn't even get Roman's in his mid mid four, or early to mid forties. He didn't pick up his he didn't pick up this title run until he was into it, well into his uh, you know, into his forties. So now Cody's gonna have his have his time in the sun, it, but uh, right now it, it would rock and Roman is is money in the bank. I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to use that term, but yeah, they they would they have to go that route. It would be everywhere. It would be on every network. You would nice be job, to... Bruce. Way to recover. Well done. Excellent. Phil, the main event for WrestleMania. Give us the case, what it should be. You're on the 30. Go. You know, as much as I'd love to be a contrarian and, and offer a different suggestion with these choices, I have to go with the guys so far. And because you talk about uh, a marquee that sells itself, and you can argue, oh, there's been no buildup. You know, The Rock is just popped back into wrestling, but the buildup has been going on now for uh, the past, uh, I don't know, how many years has it been really since the bloodline thing started, you know? Um, it, it, it's it's money, it's a logical extension of this, it's about tribal chiefdom, I mean, already they're both sporting the Samoan tattoos, this, this you know, incredible rite of passage that was started by Peter Maivia back in the day. Um, it, it's, uh, again, one, again, it almost is a way for transitioning Roman to Hollywood, and I certainly don't want to see him leave at all, you know, but I mean, it's kind of ironic that, you know, Hollywood has its eye on Roman, and, and I, I, I think probably to some extent he has his eye on, on Hollywood himself, but uh, we're talking about two athletes who, um, great football uh, experience between the two. I mean, these are legit athletes. These are thoroughbreds. They're workhorses. Um, I'd argue Roman is the better performer even right now, and uh Again, the familiarity that they have with one another, the trust factor would be great to pull off just an incredible match. And uh, this is one I, I would I would be thrilled to see. And, I mean, it just, you know, it's there, man. It's there for the taking. Well, you know, Phil, how, how nice you... work. And what, what did you, you, what was that, what did you call it? Not tribalism, would you say Romanism? What was that line you came out with? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> that was so, that. It was good. I'm going to have to play that back. I'll have to play that <laughs> I back. I will, too. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm sitting here watching, and I'm thinking, ben, Benny the champion, who had a pretty decent first round, now he's looking and he's going, boy, oh, boy, I'm way behind. Yeah. Benny, what WrestleMania main event would you choose? You're on the 30. Go. Well, I mean, it really is a no-brainer because what is WWE? It's a business. What is the purpose of a business to maximize its revenue? What match out of the three of them will maximize their revenue? It is absolutely no question that it's going to be The Rock and Roman Reigns. You know, you, you got to take the you know the sentiment out of it because it is a business. I mean, as fan as a fan, I'd want to see the one of the other two. But you know, if it was my company and I had to make the call, and I knew The Rock was available, it, there's not a doubt in my mind. I would never hesitate for a second. Now, the big question is, and I think that match will happen without question. The, the, the big question is, how will it be booked? Because I do think, you know, although Cody will not be in the, the, the main event of WrestleMania, I do think that Cody will re, will capture the title in a relatively short period of time. So, the, you know, the question is, how do you book it? Do you, do you book Rock, uh, Roman Reigns clean over Rock? And uh, then just, you know, maybe the next pay-per-view or Monday Night Raw, Cody comes on and challenges Roman and they tease it till the next – the next pay-per-view and the next, the next big one, or maybe, you know, maybe you have a draw 
Um, I, I don't advocate having a three-way. I don't think that would work. I think that would detract from the whole intrigue of The Rock and, and Roman Reigns. Uh, I think that match has to happen. Uh, I think L.A. Knight, I mean, if he's still the, the you know, quote-unquote megastar, then he'll have his time as well. Well done, Benny. Great bounce back. We got a pretty tight race here, considering, and these are really good conversations, so well done. It's funny how fans, including ourselves, would kick Cody to the curb to have the rock against Roman Reigns. It's amazing. It really is. Look at up when Hogan was 50, Hogan, he faced the, he faced the rock. And, but the rock versus Roman, it actually would seem a little bit more competitive. I mean, Hogan at that point was barely moving. The rock's still in ridiculous shape. He is. He is. Question three. As reported by WrestleNomics, 857,000 viewers watched NXT on Tuesday. That number is up from last week from 636,000 viewers. In return, AEW will be presenting their match, I mean, their, you know, Dynamite on Tuesday, going head-to-head with the WWE, which has now been called... 10-10-23. John Cena, Cody Rhodes, Paul Heyman are all set for NXT against AEW Dynamite along with Asuka. The question is to you guys. What does this mean for NXT and what does this mean for AEW Dynamite? Who will be the winner on 10-10-2023. Opening it up, ESO, you're on the 30. Go! I think it's a no-brainer who's going to win that one. With the superstardom that's going to be on NXT on that night, do you think there's any way that Dynamite's going to draw up against that? There... NXT, I have to say, NXT is on a roll recently. Uh, I really, I, I actually enjoyed seeing Becky Lynch get the uh, win the title, and uh, that that match this past weekend with uh, Tiffany Stratton, that, that that was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, so, I I have to say, it's going to be you know WWE WWE one hundred and ten percent. There is no way that AEW is going to win on that night. Now, AEW is going to have to pull out some some stops that they've never been able to do before. We'd have to see a I, – I couldn't imagine them pulling a name out of that. Uh, and Adam Copeland isn't going to do it. Uh, they could even bring CM Punk back. And you know what? He's not even going to stand up to the to that roster. You have John Cena going on to NXT. That's that's unheard of. You have one of the biggest stars well, – biggest up-and-coming stars in Hollywood. And now he's going to be on, on a, a thir- the third level – WWE program, come on! Now you got you put you put the other ones on top of it. you. Got Oscar, you have uh, you know Be- obviously Becky Lynch right now is the is the title holder. There's no chance that AEW wins that night. Um, we're going to be predicting record setting uh, numbers for NXT. Good job, Bruce. Good job, Bruce. Do you think this is a chess game between NXT and the WWE? You just think they fell into each other's pocket? No, that just fell into each other's pocket. That's not well. I, I think for AEW, they they're trying they they're trying to do anything to get a little bit of publicity on that. But no, absolutely, it's a 
it's a WWE, WWE could care less what AEW is doing on that night. They're, they're put, if anything, it's a, it's a, it's a thumb your nose at them. Just, we can do this. So we're going to do this. Well done. Phil, you're up next. You're on the 30. Go. Well, the winner won't be either of those companies. The winner will be us. We, the wrestling fans, are going to win because, you know, one of my favorite times in life was the Monday Night Wars. In fact, there's an old song, I think, from the 1970s that goes, Torn Between Two Lovers, Feeling Like a Fool. Um, that's how it was on Monday once upon a time. And then, of course, throwing Monday Night Football, and it was really crazy. What do we watch? But we watch wrestling. In fact, I set up two TVs once upon a time in a living room in a den and kind of had them facing and was kind of watching them both simultaneously. Um, you know, this is going to be, a, 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 I think, a, a reprising of that. Um, both products, again, are great, uh, particularly NXT. I'm very psyched. Uh, young talent there, Brian Pillman Jr., potentially uh, making an appearance and doing something. Braun Strowman. These two young lions, I think, are going to be really uh, big-time future in NXT. Of course, having uh, Cena back there, huge in, in itself, and having Paul Lee and the rub from him, and uh, always something special when Paul Lee's a part of the show. Uh, so I, I think they're really going to do very well. And, and I do think AEW is going to rise to the occasion. I, I want to see Luchasaurus, whom I think is a great monster heel, and I think he and Edge are going to have a, a really a great match. And uh, I think they're going to do their best to compete too. And uh, I think we're just going to win. I just uh, I dread the fact that I'm up at 4 a.m. the next morning and I'm going to be staying up and watching this. But uh, Well done, it, Phil. Champ, you're up next. And if I was judging this match, you're behind on the scorecards, and it's getting in late into the rounds. But I'm ahead in everybody's heart. That's it, baby. Absolutely. And you got the shirt. You're on the 30. <laughs> Go. Well, to be perfectly honest, uh, I don't think that WWE, to the mo for the most part, uh, considers AEW as competition or serious competition. And I'll use a, a baseball analogy because I'm a huge baseball fan. Let's, let's say that the uh, WWE is the New York Yankees and AEW is, let's say, the Toronto Blue Jays. And, um, and then NXT would be uh, uh, Scranton-Wilkes-Barre, the Yankees' AAA farm team. And the Yankees, the, the WWE is pretty much, yeah, the railroaders, they're pretty much saying, okay, if we send two or three of our stars down to SWB, we can easily defeat the Blue Jays because, you know, if we send down a Becky Lynch or a, a Dominic Mysterio or anyone like that or an Asuka, we're, so now you have the, the minor league team with a little bit of an assist from the major league team. Uh, easily uh, outscoring the other major league teams. So I don't really think that uh, WWE takes this very seriously. They're, the AEW will never be in the same class as WWE, at least not in my lifetime. And I just think that – now, on the flip side, though, I agree with Phil. The winners are the fans. Uh, you know, back in the day, I started watching wrestling. Uh, at one point, I could watch four different territories – there was never enough wrestling, and to a true fan, there will never be enough wrestling. Well done, Benny. Well done. All right. Coming up from the rear, the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, I'm putting your voice up to the microphone. You're on the 30. Do your thing. Go. Coming, coming up from the rear. Well, I am Greek. 
Okay. <laughs> well, that, now you're getting points just for that. <laughs> Don't drop a pencil near Jimmy. As I always say, damn near killed him. Okay. <laughs> Who's winning this one on the ratings war? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. You got John Cena. You got Cody Rhodes. You got Paul Heyman. Uh, NXT is going to, not only are they going to win this particular night, I, I'm wondering if they, I will laugh if they surpass when Punk made his debut. Will they pull a 1.2 to 1.4 with a Cena, a Rhodes, and a Heyman on the show? Yeah, I think they will. So that would be kind of hilarious if they surpass even Punk's highest uh, television rating numbers. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind here I, that I really wonder, I would love to ask Tony Khan, what is your goal? Because I think AEW has been around for four years now or so, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they their goal, I thought, was just to overtake, overthrow the WWE. Instead, it turned out into a Wednesday night war against the secondary division of the WWE, NXT. It's their minor leagues. Everybody knows this. Okay, so your main program, which you, you claimed was supposed to take down the WWE's number one program, took overtook the number two program, NXT. Congratulations. Seems like we're running in place by moving head-to-head with NXT four years later. You're still competing with NXT. So, Tony Khan. Nice, Jimmy. Well done. Very good. One thing I forgot to say is that was the final round going into the championship. And we got something. Well, first, we want to say goodbye to Bruce as we send him to the land of the Misfit Toys. You did a good job, Bruce. We'll see you next week. Get ready and train for that championship. Send them to the land of the misfit toys. Baruse. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is the championship round, and now it's a three-way. You're going to have a, each a minute 30, and you'll be named the champion. Right now, Jimmy and the champ are down by six. Here's the final round question. It'll open up with Phil. Oh, the WWE should avoid bringing back CM Punk after AEW exit. The WWE has interesting dilemma when it comes to Phil Brooks. Should they bring him back? Will this cause controversy within the WWE locker room? Or is it a great political move? Phil? You're on the 30. Go. Well, I'd hate to quote an Eric Bischoff book that controversy creates cash, but uh, I could foresee this happening, too. Um, Tension can be a good thing, even in locker rooms, and it can cause, I think, uh, the performers and the athletes to rise to the occasion and up their game. And, um, you know, back like in Memphis, it's been said that the, the thing that draws the best, that draws the most fans in, is personal issues. And, you know, these lines still are blurred between um, what's a shoot and what's a work, you know. We get, these, we get these descriptions of things that happen backstage that not everyone sees all the time. And uh, we don't know how nuanced it actually is. And, uh, you know... I, I, Punk is a is a controversial character, you know, and and uh, he's a great performer. I don't agree with some of his signs and some of his T-shirts and some of that. He kind of brings the politics in a little bit, and uh, sometimes he does himself in. 
but ultimately he's a lightning rod, okay? And uh, he's an electrical, he's, he's a bolt. Isn't that his, his symbol, that, that lightning bolt? That's, that's just what he is. So uh, I think he, uh, I think he'll eventually get there. I guess the question is when, when can they fit him in? And, uh, you know, it's a publicly traded company, so they're obviously going to have to, to temper him a little bit. But uh, I think they'd welcome the pipe bombs. And, um, yeah, it'd be great to see him and Seth Rollins go at it, wouldn't it? Well huh? done. I mean, well, have- without a doubt, Phil. I'm not a punk guy, as you know, but you know what? Dragging him into that story with Seth Rollins, nothing but, but gold. Yeah. On the clock, our own Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, you're on the 30. Go. Oh, you gotta, you gotta bring punk in if you have that chance. There's one thing that I've learned over these years doing this wonderful show with Mike is just that business is business, and this would be just tremendous business. CM Punk can still go, and, you know, as long as they can figure it out in the back, it's not the boys in the locker room. I don't think the boys in the locker room will have a problem with CM Punk. I just, they just got, he's got to talk to Vince. He's got to talk to Triple H. he got to be all on the same page and realize this is what's best for business. And, you know, I don't know if uh, anybody's brought this up because I can't hear the other guys, but I would love it if The Rock and Roman Reigns does happen. Wouldn't that be something if The Rock and Reigns, they're in the match, the whole bloodline is turned on him, he's got nothing going for him, it looks like Roman's going to lose the belt, and all of a sudden, who helps Roman because of The Rock history, CM Punk? You could have a program with Punk and The Rock. You could have a program with Punk and Rollins. You can have a program with Punk and Reigns. You can have a program with Punk and almost anybody. He can still go. He's worth a fortune, him and his big mouth. He's definitely a magnet. It just makes business sense. It would be sexy. And that's what the WWE specializes in. And CM Punk is still sexy. Go to sleep, baby. Go to <laughs> sleep. So I got there, Mike. You can keep clicking if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You and Phil are tied right now. <laughs> All right, champ. Your belt's on the line. Can you do it? Can you know, CM Punk bring this game home? You're on the 30. Go. I was all ready to do my Mr. Ed imitation after Jimmy finished and say that if Mr. Ed heard that, he would have said, that's a lot of bullshit, Wilbur. But actually, <laughs> there was a lot of wisdom with both Jimmy and Phil. Bottom line, it's a business. What's the what's the, the goal of a business to make money? Is CM Punk going to add to the bottom line of the WWE? I don't think anybody could argue that he would he would not add revenue to the bottom line of WWE. The question would be more, you know, where does he fit in at this point? Does, you know, of course, he's going to want to be an on-top guy. There's too many on-top guys already, so is he willing to uh, maybe, maybe not even pass the torch at this point? But is he willing to work as, you know, one of the main event guys, but maybe not the, the main event guy? But, I mean, just, you know, the feuds with him and Cody or him, him and Rollins. Jeez, I would love to see a CM Punk-Seth Rollins match. Just just everything that he could add. And I think, I mean, honestly, I think the guy has a bad rep. I think what he did with Jack Perry, I absolutely agree with what he did. It w- would have been the same thing that The Undertaker would have done back in the day if Scotty Too Hotty went on a pay-per-view and went into business for himself. He would have taken care of the problem. Now, in WWE, there'd be no need to because there's, an, you know, Vince McMahon, 
rules with an iron fist. Again, corporation versus frat house. But I, I, I think punk would be great. Well done, Benny. But unfortunately, you're to the land of the misfit toys. Ooh. That belt was short-lived. But we'll see you next hey, week. It was, it was great wearing it, though. <laughs> we love you, Benny. <laughs> Doing great shows on the network. We're so glad you joined Thanks, the family. Benny. All right, guys. Jimmy, Phil, it's a tie. Either you guys could be co-champions or you're going to answer this one question, and we're going to go with the one question. And like I said, Monty is the judge, the juror, and the executioner. Oh, boy. Are you ready? Here's the question. And, Farrow, you're going to answer it first. Who's got a better ass? What? Sky blue. Sky blue or <laughs> Tony Storm, Farrow? This is the final question. This is the, for the championship. You're not giving me a minute and a half. I'm not talking about two girls' butts for a minute and a half. What on not that? a minute. Just tell me. It's a quick answer. Sky, Sky Blue or, or Tony Storm? Yes. Uh, uh, geez, uh, Tony Storm. Leave me alone. Phil, what's your answer? Well, even before you gave the choice, I knew I, who I would have guessed. And uh, I, Sky Blue passes the quarter test. And by that, I mean the geometry of the shape is such that... Answer. You did the quarter it would just bounce forever and uh it's been the source of controversy i know lately too uh, i thought there was I, something I wrong with my tv last night but clearly i wasn't <laughs> with I that jimmy you made a great run but i gotta send you to the land of the misfit toys as sky blue's ass was incredible and phil you are the new champion we'll Woo! see you next week when you defend the title see you at nine o'clock everybody god bless Woo! Well, bottoms up. <laughs> Thanks.